All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Here recording episode 103 for week 10 of uh, the NFL season, which this like this, <laughs> this season's flying by. It's been a blink of an eye. I know like in 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 like this, the uh, I guess the picture of football season 10 weeks like that's that's crazy to think of. But we were talking about it, like teacher wise the other day, like. Man, we're we're in November. We're at November break here this week. Like this school year has been flying by, which means that the school year is flying by. The football season is flying by. It's been uh, it's been it's been fast and furious. Um, I know football season for almost everybody's up. Uh, we have provincial finals coming up here for high school football this upcoming week. Uh, we also have the Canadian Junior f- uh, Football as well, uh, where the Hilltops take on. Uh, I can't remember the team's name from BC, but they're taking on for the national championship. Uh, we got lots of heart, the Hardy Cup is or the Hardy Bowl is this upcoming week. We got lots of football going on. So as we are flying through the NFL season, we're also wrapping up a lot of football here in Saskatchewan and Canada. But um, we'll start talking some football, start talking some chop here. Uh, before we get started, we'll say hello to the fellas and we'll start this one off with uh, with Armand. Armand, uh, I know we got the break coming up here, a little, little, little bit of a grind here, and then a PD day for you guys on Thursday, but uh, what's been keeping you guys busy? Oh, it's been nice having some time to spend with the family and uh, catch up a little bit on the housework and uh, other stuff around the house. Um, wild weekend for fantasy for me, though. Um, two two huge things happened on Monday. I had two Monday miracles, so I was on top of the world at the end of the night on Monday, even though I was um, pooping my pants all evening. <laughs> the Chargers defense one is is an absolute unreal story. Yeah. Um, so the first one is, yeah, the Chargers defense. So in the league I'm commissioned, like I'm in seven leagues. Sometimes it's hard to manage everything. And I didn't even realize that my defense was on a bye week. Um, I was – Almost down and out, but I was kind of close enough that I was like, ah, if a defense has a half decent game, I might be able to sneak this one out. So I go on the waiver or waiver wire quickly to see if there's any defenses left to play this weekend that are still available. And the only one was the Chargers. So I picked them up, slot them into my lineup Sunday night, and uh then they put up uh, in this league. I think they ended up putting up twenty five points and gave me the W. <laughs> like borderline thirty points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty wild. I I felt pretty bad for the guy who I beat, but I was like, yeah, you know what? Like that's fantasy, man. Like yep. holy crap, the way she goes. Yeah, just got lucky. You know, like L.A. Chargers wouldn't have been my pick for defense streaming this week, but it happened, and uh, I'm glad it did. You know, well, the, start start streaming whatever defense you can get against the Jets. Man, they looked s- super super bad, like stinky yeah. bad. Yeah, and the and the uh, fantasy gods are smiling down on me. Yeah. So, um, the other the other one is I won by one point two points against uh, the the principal at at uh, my school this week, um, and it came down to Monday night. He had Garrett Wilson. I had Austin Eckler. And I needed us to cut a spread of like seven points, I think. And uh, that uh, strip sack at the end of the game that the Chargers ran down to the two yard line and then he caught called out instead of touchdown um, saved my fantasy night because that Eckler touchdown won me the game. Um, And then that whole drive after I was just holding my breath the whole time, hoping that they didn't throw to Garrett Wilson because all they needed was one throw to Wilson 
and then game over for me. And you know the Chargers weren't going to get Eckler the ball again, at least not in the past game if they got the ball back. So, um, yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, that's a that's a fun ride. Those ones are like they're they're hard on the heart, but that's a, that's a fun way to to wrap up the fantasy week is those those Monday miracles. Yeah, it felt pretty good. And then my wife was like. You know, you should go up to the principal tomorrow and just casually drop 1.2 into everything you can can into the conversation to see if he picks up on it. Yeah, and then there's Armin looking for a job next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach, how about yourself? A uh, nice relaxing weekend, and, and I guess well, we got the break coming up here too. Yeah, you guys keep on talking about a break. I don't know. You guys get, what, more than three days off? Yeah, we got our uh, day in lieu because of uh, interviews. So we got a PD day Friday. Yeah. We got PD day on Thursday. So our kids are only Monday to Wednesday this week. Holy. Yeah. We're living the dream. No kidding. <laughs> I'm not even sure if we get a day in lieu for interviews or not. Yeah, hey, come, come PA, PA would take you back, Zach. You get those days <laughs> off. <baby. laughs> no, they would. <laughs> oh, there's, there, there's some days where it's not a bad idea when the, the property tax comes through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? I can only imagine. Uh well, yeah, nothing, nothing too special though. Just uh, apparently complaining now about uh, my work schedule. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll just take a couple sick days, and you get those long weekends too, Zach. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, before we get started here, I gotta tell, I gotta take a second to tell a story here. So. We uh we do a little sports investing here on the podcast. We do Wellesley's wagers. We do all that fun stuff. But little story, couple a uh, couple buddies of mine here in PA. Uh, we do what we do is called Sports Select, like the pool Sports Select. Uh, you can go to the gas station, you fill out your tickets, you can get a chance. Basically, it's like a massive parlay. You got to hit every single game, and if you do, you get a chance at winning some money. So big fan, uh, charity league guy's been involved with uh, the podcast uh, stuff for. Right, pretty much day one. Brady Weilman, good buddy of mine, good good friend of the show, Brett Blakely, and Cam Mugford, all all buddies of mine. So I'm gonna get some name drops here for the boys. But we've been doing pools together for for a couple of years, and we've been close many a times. Lots with one loss, and can't can't get it done. But this week we put together our pools, and uh, we had so the one like put you through the whole ride. We had Houston outright. And we're going to talk about CJ Stroud a little bit here, but his comeback with like whatever 30 seconds on the clock kept our ticket alive. And then we had to sweat out Philadelphia against Dallas that whole time. We had to sweat that out. So we were alive. Our ticket was alive the whole time. Monday night, we decided we're going to get together, order some pizza and watch the, watch the Monday nighter. And if the chargers win, we get a perfect ticket. And sure enough, we're obviously talking about it. Now we get a perfect ticket, which means like, if you get a perfect ticket, you're automatically winning money and you get a piece of whatever the pot is. And our pot was a hundred and I think it was 124,000 or 126,000. So we're like, okay, well, how much are we going to win? And we looked back through like so much different stuff to figure out like what would be the estimate of our winning. And like one guy won 120, sorry, 164,000 or 168,000 straight up. Um, last week, I think it was four people split 147,000 or something like that. So like, we're, we're like, okay, man, we're going to be rich. Like, this is going to be freaking awesome. We're already planning a football trip. Like, we were getting rid Like, it was going to be deadly. Uh, we wake up this morning to find out there was 85 perfect tickets. So 85 people split $126,000. So uh, we uh, we left with 100 and, or what, it was $1,400, just about $1,500, 
So, uh, but <laughs> to make <laughs> to make matters worse, this whole story. So it's funny. Like it's I can only laugh at myself because it's incredibly frustrating. But we're thinking, okay, smart guys here. We're gonna hedge. We're gonna hedge the Monday nighter. So we're gonna guarantee to win money. So we put a thousand bucks on the Jets to win. Thinking, okay, if if Chargers lose, we're guaranteed Jets money. There we go, money line, twenty eight hundred bucks. We're guaranteed money. We split that four ways. We're laughing. Chargers win, so we're thinking we're making it big. So we have to pay off this thousand dollar loss. We all won like a hundred six bucks on a perfect ticket. Absolute, absolute disaster. So you can only imagine how grouchy a bunch of guys are to have say we won a hundred bucks. I mean, I've never been, never been so bitter to win money in my life, but. We uh we had a perfect <laughs> pools ticket, so I mean it was like the like chasing a leprechaun. It was a perfect bracket, perfect ticket, whatever you want to call it. So fun fun story to, sh- to start the podcast off with that. We uh we we, we all we all won a hundred bucks out of a pot of a hundred and twenty six thousand bucks. Worst case Ontario, but so we're looking we're looking to bounce back. We're looking to go back to back and try and see if we can maybe. Uh, <laughs> do a little better this upcoming week but i was looking at some of the matchups too and there's some like greasy matchups so who knows maybe maybe there's a chance we're saying there's saying there's a chance but uh we'll get things going here with a quick question of the week so uh without further ado uh let's get her going time to find out so we're getting that time of year. We're about the little over the halfway mark here of uh, the, well, we just surpassed the halfway mark of the NFL season, but a little over halfway mark of the fantasy season. And we're looking at guys that are just outside of the top 12. So the question is, who do you think is a dark horse? So not necessarily like a guy that's in like the 13th, 14th spot, you know, to make the jump, but who is someone that's a dark horse to jump up into the top 12 of their position by the end of season? Uh, so whether it be an RB, a wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, whatever, somebody that's outside the like uh, the top 12 right now and something that can maybe make that jump moving forward here. Um, Armand, let's go with yours first because uh, mine and Zach, we're, we're sharing a positional uh, positional discussion. So maybe we'll go you first here and then we'll we'll pivot to another position. All right. So I went with uh, Jameer Gibbs of the Detroit Lions, the rookie RB, who's going on a little bit of a heater right now um he's had a few good games in a row he's running the ball super efficiently and I don't see why the Detroit Lions would would give away too many of his touches once uh Monty finally starts playing again and you know what like I I think it's totally within the realm of possibility he's only about 20 some points away from the RB12 even though he's RB25 right now so it, it won't take a lot to catch back up, especially at the pace he's at right now. Um, and I'm excited to see how he finishes the season. And he's got some juicy matchups against the Chargers, Chicago, Green Bay, Chicago again, Denver. And he's got some a little bit tougher ones with New Orleans, Minnesota, and Dallas. But um, Minnesota can be susceptible to, to to giving up big fantasy outputs from, from good offenses. So um, even though they've been a little bit locked down lately, but um, it, it, it could still be, uh, uh, a whole or an easy matchup for him, um, later on in the season. So yeah, Jameer Gibbs, man, he's looking good. I'm super curious on how that's going to shake out when Montgomery comes back. Obviously right now he's, he's been awesome. He's, uh, he's been a stud. He's, 
He's had those breakout type games. You know, he's been very, very, very good. But Montgomery is just a different species in that red zone, and he just finds ways to punch that ball. And so I'm very curious to see how that will shake out here. But, I mean, um, if they can keep giving him the ball and he can have those breakaway plays where he's snapping off 20, 30, 40-yard runs, um, he's he's going to continue to obviously have uh, some some good value here. But, Zach, this one I was surprised to see that you put in here because not maybe not surprised because of the talent, but surprised because of how dysfunctional the offense has been uh, up to, <laughs> up to this point. So this one was a little bit, a little bit surprising, but uh, there's, there's clearly a path for, for this one to happen. So um, I'll let you uh, take the floor for this one. Yeah, you bet. I said uh, Garrett Wilson wide receiver for the New York jets currently wide receiver 27 on the season. Um, as my pick for the dark horse to sneak into the top 12. Um, looking at his stats for this year, uh, he has 81 targets, which is uh, more than five of the top 12 uh, fantasy wide receivers. And his yards per reception, 11.9, is better than six of the top 12 um, wide receivers, top 12 wide receivers. And that's with Zach Wilson at the helm. And if you believe what is being reported, uh, maybe not in the next couple of weeks, but further down the road, uh, the Jets may be able to get uh, Aaron Rodgers back. And if that happens, I think there is a very real possibility of him climbing the ladder through uh, the twenties and into the teens and possibly even into the top 12 wide receivers on the season. Um, it wouldn't shock me, uh, if he was able to get to that range, uh, knowing just how good he is and, and looking at some of the wide receivers there in that range. I don't know if Jacoby Myers is able to sustain the pace. Devonte Adams is able to sustain the pace, uh, not you know, not having the uh, any consistency at quarterback for for the Raiders. Um, who knows what happens now with Jordan Addison at quarter or uh, in Minnesota with Dobbs at quarterback? So uh, Puka Nakua, who knows? That was the name I was going to throw out there. That's that's the so name I like to see. There's a lot of uh, of these like uh, 15, 14, number ten, number six guys that could that could fall out and could be, you know, easily replaced by, by a guy like uh, Wilson or uh, guys like, like Devonte Smith, Chris Olave, players like that. Um, bit of a cheeky smuggle here. I'd also like to say uh, Dalton Kincaid, uh, rookie tight end for the bills, uh, especially now with him being the team's number one tight end. And by watching it the past couple of games, maybe their number two target on the offense right yeah, now. He's uh he's tight end 17, but geez Louise, the tight end landscape, uh it's garbage. And he is somebody that could easily climb into the top 12, I think. Yeah, that's one of those ones where like tight end 12, if you have the tight end 12 in the season, you, you don't have a lot going on, but he had next to zero relevance the first few weeks, but he's been pouring on big times. But that's a, that's a guy you could see pop into like the top eight conversation, you know, and even even at the tight end eight on the season, it's like, okay, you had some big weeks, but you had some some not so great weeks. Like that's been kind of the, the living spot for uh, guys like David Njoku. He's been kind of like, you know, at a tight end 10 and 
Um, Zach Ertz in the last couple of years, you know, has not been super great. Hawkinson early on where he was kind of in that like six, seven range. Uh, I think it was the last year he finished the three or was that two years ago? I can't remember, but um, I'm going to stick with the wide receiver uh, conversation with, with Zach here. And this one, he, he's been sneaky good. Like not, I'll say good, not great. And I'm not just saying that because he was one of my certified my guys, but I was like, looking back <laughs> and I was like, even like, oh man, like that was, my, that was kind of a miss, you know, like I had high expectations. I, I thought Kyler was going to come back earlier. It's been kind of one of those ones where it's like, ah, I'll, you know, I'll have to eat that. But I looked at like, he's been sneaky good. Like right now he's wide receiver 21 with some really bad weeks, but he's been like 10, 12, 17. I think he had like a 20 point week and then he had like a four, like, just kind of riding the roller coaster a little bit with like, I would say one of, if not the most dysfunctional offenses in the NFL. Uh, but now Kyler Murray's back this upcoming week, which is huge for him. I'm not saying it's going to be a slam dunk this week, Kyler's first game back. But if you look at the rest of the season schedule for them, it's not terrible. Like they have the the Falcons this week. Then next week they have the Texans. The following week they have the Rams. Then they have the Steelers, which is not a great matchup, but is susceptible to the passing game. Then you have the 49ers, which is not a great matchup, but I mean, still a little more susceptible to the pass than they are the run. And then they have the bears to finish off the fantasy season on uh, Christmas Eve. So for a guy that is a wide receiver one and is the wide receiver one on that offense, hasn't been terrible so far this season sitting currently right now at the wide receiver 21. And uh, obviously going off that list of names that Zach had talked about where, they're not going to be able to sustain that, that production they've got. There's some names that I, I would suspect to start dropping off a little bit with you know, the transition of quarterbacks. And like I said, Marquez Hollywood Brown is getting a massive upgrade at the at the quarterback position here. This upcoming weekend, obviously, trajectory move forward would continue to, uh, to ramp up as Kyler gets more comfortable and obviously healthy. So a guy that might be... Well, not just my name, but all three would be a sneaky little pickup right now. Like Jameer Gibbs, you could probably... I mean, obviously, have the breakout game might be a little bit more expensive, but with with uh, Montgomery coming back healthy pretty soon here, might be able to get him on a little bit on the cheaper side. Then we already talked about how bad the Jets' offense is, so Garrett Wilson is a guy you can, might be able to get cheaper. And then Hollywood Brown, like I said, I, I was sneaky being like, oh, okay, yeah, been very good. He had a really bad week this past week, like really, really bad, which worked out well for Zach because it was his sit of the week. So I'm just going to pump Zach's tires a little bit there, but um, I'm hoping for some, uh, some big, big stuff coming from him uh, moving forward. Um, Get ourselves some uh, insiders and headliners, a couple of things that I want to talk about quickly. I don't want to dwell too much on it just because of uh, time sakes, but we'll, we'll get into the insiders and headliners. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. All right. So I already mentioned Kyler coming back this week. Huge for Arizona. It's going to be very interesting to see what uh, he's capable of doing uh, this upcoming week. Uh, Daniel Jones, this one, this one sucks for Daniel Jones. Uh, he did get the um, the contract uh, this past year, but uh, has been not a great season. It's been actually a quite bad season for Daniel Jones and for the, the New York Giants. Uh, they're currently two and seven right now. He tore his ACL. His season's over. I, well, we're, we're deep into the season. Would imagine that that's going to pour obviously into a little bit of next season, but the Giants' season's over. 
there. Waller's on the IR. It's also on the list here. So he's going to miss a minimum of four weeks. <clears throat> so they're going to be a team that's in the contention for, for May or for Williams this upcoming draft, like with the high draft capital quarterback with, with a, you know, the season basically being over from. So it's tough for Daniel Jones, uh, especially a guy that was unable to, you know, bounce back this season or, or, or even, you know, kind of get things moving at all. So another quarterback, Carson Wentz uh, signed to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this is concerning. Uh, I would say um, for me personally, as a guy that has Cooper cup in quite a few leagues, I would be a little bit concerned uh, because you don't just go sign a guy off the street when uh, like, if you had any sort of hope that Matthew Stafford was going to be coming back from that hand injury, that thumb injury, um, they had Rippin that played this past week and didn't look good. They got, uh, they got smoked by, by the Packers. It was a not, not good performance whatsoever. Uh, Cooper cup struggled in that, in that matchup. So them signing Wentz, uh, is an indication to me, uh, that the panic alarms are going off a little bit that, uh, Stafford is going to miss some time. Um, and who knows what that means for those, uh, for those auxiliary pieces, we talked about Puka Nakua already, but uh, talking about Cooper Cup as well too. It's uh, that'd be a little bit concerning. Uh, concerning, we'll see what we'll, we'll see what happens here. But you know, just sign quarterbacks for for no reason. Um, Cam Akers, this one sucks. We uh, actually Arm and I, the one episode was just the two of us there. We talked about how Cam Akers has looked pretty good so far, and how Armin was actively pursuing trying to get Cam Akers on his teams. Um, early in that game for the Vikings left, uh, with an, it was an ankle injury, what they called it. And then later on, uh, to, to find out it was an Achilles injury and he has torn his Achilles, which like, to me, like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, it seems like there's been so many Achilles injuries this season, like way more this year than we've had in the past. Like I remember the Cam Akers one, um, when was it his Achilles two years ago, three years ago. And we're like, that was the first Achilles injury in a long time. And he came back because Deontay Foreman was that before that. It was a couple of years prior, but now it's been like Achilles, 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 like so many injuries. But uh, so he'll miss some time. Uh, season's over. He's going to have to rehab that one again. Um, and then one last one is Dallas Goddard fractured forearm. So he's going to miss some time uh, as well with that uh, Eagles offense. So lots of, uh, you know, these injuries create opportunities um, moving forward. Obviously we got the, our waiver wire is going to be going through as we're recording tonight on Tuesday. Uh, but there's going to be some opportunity for teams moving forward this week, especially with the bye weeks. We'll talk about the bye weeks here in a little bit. But uh, one last thing, we'll recap some studs and duds, and then we'll we'll get into uh, the upcoming week. So, um, Zach, this one, there, there is no bigger stud of the week uh, than, than Zach's stud here. So we'll let Zach go first. Well, thanks for that honor. Um, my stud <laughs> for the week is... C.J. Stroud, uh, quarterback for the Houston Texans. Uh, Stroud had a record-setting week. Uh, he had the most ever passing yards for a rookie quarterback with 470 and the most ever passing touchdowns for a rookie quarterback with five, uh, five touchdowns in a game. Um, so congratulations to him. Um a uh, fun little stat that I saw the other day was through the first nine games of his career, I suppose, uh, Stroud has more passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does uh, after a season and a half yeah. um, in the NFL. So uh, says says a lot about Stroud and probably says just as much about Kenny Pickett, unfortunately. Um, and I guess the 
Uh, the benefactors of Stroud were the the Texans uh, receivers, and I think Armin wants to talk about uh, one of those guys for his stud of the week. Hey, nice segue, Zach. Real nice segue. <laughs> yeah, my stud of the week is uh, Tank Dell, who uh, put up 32.7 fantasy points and half-point PPR. Six receptions, 114 yards, and two tutties. Uh, in the end, really, everyone benefited from Shad's big day, um, but none other as uh, much as Tank's Bigsby, but uh, or not Tank Bigsby, <laughs> Tank Dell. Um, but <laughs> Tank uh, Bigsby didn't have a good week. Yeah, <laughs> he was on by. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, even uh, even uh, Dalton Schultz got into the mix there. I think he was tight end one on the week or something like that. And then uh, Dare, I want to give a little shout out to Dare Oguanabale, who uh, is a running back for for Houston, who um, Houston ended up losing their uh, kickers and they didn't have any uh, kickers left on dressed at the end of the game there. And he ended up kicking the game winning field goal for uh, for the Houston Texans there. So that's uh, that's pretty hype for him. Uh, He's kind of a journeyman who never really has gotten any NFL snaps on an offense ever, really. Um, but uh, he got his uh, day in the sunlight there, and I hope he soaks it in as much as he can. Man, I didn't realize Schultz, yeah, like number one by quite a bit. Like, Kamats had two touchdowns. Uh, Kate Otten had two touchdowns. But Dalton Schultz, 10 receptions for 130 and one. Oh, man, yeah. he had an unbelievable week. Didn't even realize uh, quite the production he had there. Yeah, um, it was between him and Tank Dallas, so I had to mention both. Yeah, well, that's that's a big week. Um, that would like I owe like well we, we owe the fact that we won a hundred dollars each on that comeback and CJ Stroud because uh, our our ticket would have been dead real quick if uh, that, that comeback didn't happen. But um, my stud of the week is going to be CD lamb. Uh, I think I, I can't remember if I talked about him last episode of the week at me four, but he's just been, you know, constantly producing. He's just been so good for this offense and he's like, he's turning into a superstar. And there was a lot of concern that, you know, he, he didn't make that big jump in, in year two. He was good, but not great. And, and is CD lamb legit? Is he a wide receiver? One is he, is he a franchise guy? And man, he's been unbelievable this season. Uh, another 16 targets for uh, with 11 of them being ca- uh, catches, 191 yards and no touchdown. 22.6 fantasy points on zero touchdowns is very, very, very impressive. Uh, so I mean, if, even if you add one toddy in that mix, we're looking at like a almost a 30 point week for uh, for CD Lamb. So very, very good week uh, for a you know a young rising budding superstar that just continues to get it done week in week out for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Bring it back, Zach. I don't know if there is a player that has been more disappointing this fantasy season than uh, than this gentleman that you're going to be discussing. Uh, Bijan Robinson. Uh, Bijan is, uh, yeah, like you put it, probably one of the bigger disappointments on the season. Um, I remember going back to, was it Armin's draft that we were, we were doing together? Yeah, the keeper. Um, I got him at the turn. 2-1 and we were we were all thinking that I got you know maybe the steal of the draft because I could I could keep him at a, a rookie pick uh second rounder uh going for the for the next couple of years but this year it's been it's been really 
uh, confusing, I suppose. Uh, Bijan this week, 11 attempts for 51 yards. And uh, it's almost like he's been surpassed by, by Tyler Algier. Uh, and I think the most frustrating part is uh, is listening to Arthur Smith um, post-game, the way he talks about, well, we're just going to ride the, ride the hot hand um, when I think it's probably quite obvious to most of us that Robinson is the far superior player. His, his his quote was, "We don't need the ball in his hands for him to be effective for us." It's like, yeah, but he's not even on the field. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, you mean he's like handing out water bottles on the sidelines to be effective for your team? Like, he's washing Algiers jockstrap. Like, what do you mean he's being effective for for our team to be successful? Hey, you're losing. Like, you're oh, like I I think he's the next coach to get fired. Is is Arthur Smith? I I I I was thinking he was going to be the first. Uh, the, the Raiders jumped the gun on that one and, and surpassed. But now what a, like, especially like, it's different if you're winning games, it's different if you're winning football games and you're a good head coach, but like you're a bad coach, you're a bad system. You have three players that were taken in the top 10 in the last three years of the NFL draft and you don't use any of them. Jonu Smith has surpassed yeah. Kyle Pitts substantially this season. Kyle Pitts was what a top five pick, top six pick. Was he like taking sixth overall? Something like that. At least top eight. And then Drake London was a top 10 pick. Yeah. And then now Bijan Robinson. And like Algiers passed Robinson. London barely gets the ball. He was hurt this past week. So I can't even use like a comparison there. But then like, yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly frustrating, especially as somebody that's, you know, fantasy wise and you invest in these people. Like, like Armin, you would you take second overall, third overall in dynasty drafts for Kyle Pitts? Yeah, like I took every year we overall. have the same conversation. That third. Like, it's insane. One of the most athletic guys on the field, and he's getting beat by Jonu Smith, who couldn't stick it on a friggin' on a previous roster. Like, oh, it's just it's demoralizing. Yeah. That's my rant well, of the day, I think, right there. What one thing I'll add is we, we should have maybe seen it coming a little bit because Arthur Smith does seem to like Smith because that is when Jonu had his best years was in Tennessee when yeah. Arthur Smith was still there, right? We're digging deep in the well for that one. <laughs> that, that would be like one of our hot takes in the off season. Uh, diving into that one, but yeah, yeah. You, you know. two uh, two notes here on the uh, the Atlanta offense. Uh, uh, number one, did you guys see uh, Johnny Smith break that huge run? Yeah, on on Sunday. He looks so slow, but was covering so much field. <laughs> and then did you see him just about die in the tunnel? When he slipped and fell. Yeah. Yeah. Just torn. Yard sale. There's there's an ACL waiting to happen there. It looked ugly. And then he like was sailing while he's sitting on the ground. Or <laughs> and um, then uh Arthur Smith looks like uh Daniel Day Lewis's character from Gangs in New York with just that massive mustache. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh he's and like last year, like oh I I could just yeah, I'm gonna rant. I, I'm gonna <laughs> This episode is going to could be long if I just want to keep ranting about how much I despise Arthur Smith right now. But we'll we'll continue on this this one, Armin. Yours this one sucks because this I thought was a sneaky pickup. I thought this was going to be a sneaky play, especially with uh, with Palmer going on the IR. It's like, hey, this is a time to shine, but uh, not so much. Yeah, and I I even put a little bet on him last night because you know I was like, yeah, Palmer's on IR. They're playing New York. 
or the Jets, who probably are going to have Sauce Gardner covering Keenan Allen all night long. So, Quentin Johnson, it's your time to shine. This is your moment. This is you're you're going to have more targets this week, and then yeah, two targets for fourteen yards, three point one half point PPR points, and it uh, it was sad to see because. You know, like it, it's clear either Herbert doesn't trust him or he just he doesn't know what he's doing in this offense at all yet. You know, like that yeah. that's the only explanations I can think of um, as to why he he hasn't broken out in any form whatsoever yet. And he he was highly regarded that going into this year. People were thinking, yeah, he's going to be one of the wide receivers, rookie wide receivers to target in, in the mid rounds and stuff. And he's completely let people down. Yeah, I I put a anytime touchdown for him too, and uh, it wasn't even close to being close to hitting. <laughs> it was unfortunate that one, but yeah, it, it happens. And well, I'll keep my one short and sweet here. Like, I think I think I kind of did the same thing last time, where it's like I'm putting in here as a discussion, not that I'm panicking and trying to you know sell or whatnot, but Travis Kelsey. Uh, it seems like this happens <clears throat> once a year where he has a really bad game and everybody tries to buy low real quick after because uh, he had a bad week. And I'd say this is a good time to maybe buy low because not only you have a bad week, but you'll have a worse week this week because it's his bye week. So he's guaranteed to get you zero points. So maybe it is a good time <laughs> to try and buy low on him, I suppose. But like that was a bad football game. I If you got up in the morning to watch that one, the Miami versus um, the Kansas City game, we were not spoiled to uh, to an unbelievable football game. We weren't even spoiled to a lot of offense, let alone a lot of scoring. Um, and we've been saying this a few times now. I think Zach, we I think we talked about it. And it was an episode or uh, week two, me week three, when we said like, what was going on? How come the Kansas City versus insert name whoever it was wasn't on TV? It was like, oh, how is how is not one of the best games on? I can't remember who they're playing, but and it turned uh, out the to Jigs, be, I think. Yeah, and it turned out to be an absolute stinker of a game. So even, I don't know if it's because of Casey's offense is, you know, they're missing that deep threats in com- combination with their defense being pretty good. <clears throat> so teams can't score in them and they're not scoring a lot of points or, or what the what the issue is. But as a whole, the it wasn't a good game. And Travis Kelsey, obviously, uh, wasn't a good game. So Travis Kelsey, not a lot of points. Uh, 2.9 fantasy points, four targets, three receptions, 14 yards. And uh, that's not going to do it. Very, very frustrating, especially when you start the week off. It's almost like... Um, you know, like a Thursday night bad beat because you're you're first thing in the morning before the actual Sunday slate starts, and then you're already down when one of your big players has a has a tough week. So <clears throat> very frustrating for Travis Kelsey, but nothing that I'd say I'm panicking about, but maybe it does create open an opportunity to to buy low going into the bye week. So <clears throat> talking about buying low, um, getting on that uh, 22 fresh promo code 306 FFB15 gets you that uh, 15% off at uh, at checkout. That's not uh, you know. You know, the, the, the biggest buy low opportunities, but uh, 15% off uh, is giving you an opportunity to uh, get that nice apparel, hats, toques, uh, sweatshirts, sweatpants, all that good stuff at uh, at a discounted rate. Um, the sweat, like I, I wear my sweatshirt all the time, I wear my hat all the time. They're two of my favorite things. My brother in law loves his joggers. Uh, they're like almost like a sweat, like a thicker sweatpant material. They look real sharp, and uh, he he's a big fan. So we'll, uh, Make sure that when you are going to the 22 Fresh to get your memorabilia or your apparel, that you use the, the promo code 306 FFB15 at checkout to make sure you get your 15% off. 
Going into week number 10, <clears throat> we are welcoming back the Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the San Francisco 49ers. And um, not the biggest bye week, like this is another four-team bye week. But for, I think, the fantasy options that are not in the starting lineups, this is a big one, especially for the quarterback position. We have the Kansas City Chiefs on bye. So, obviously, massive uh, fantasy implications there. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, maybe not the massive fantasy implications, but... You know, you got your Cooper Cups, you got your Putin Nakua's, uh, you got some some bigger names that, uh, you know, Daryl Henderson, you got some guys that are on bye week, Miami Dolphins, that's an offensive juggernaut, lots of fantasy options there, as well as the Philadelphia Eagles. So we have three of the, you know, I would say three of the top, whatever, for sure 10, maybe three of the top five uh, NFL offenses where we have them on by at the exact same week. So we're going to be looking to... Uh, to replace a lot of our key positional players in our in our fantasy lineups this week so some of these might be greasy some of them might be real greasy but um we're we're gonna have to dive dive deep in here to get some uh, fantasy starts and zach and we talked about at the start of the episode or i guess not in the start but uh earlier on the episode so we might as well just go right back to you with uh you know hopefully a repeat performance (laughs) Yeah, this might be uh, being a, a prisoner of the moment, but uh, I am considering, well, I'm looking at starting uh, Tank Dell. Uh, this has a lot to do with um, his production last week as much as it has to do with C.J. Stroud's uh, production last week, but also the fact that they're going against a Cincinnati defense, which over the last few weeks has been one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Uh, actually, it is the third worst passing defense in the league, surrendering the third most passing yards uh, over that span. Um, and I also think it it also plays in the favor of the, the Cincinnati offense, an offense that has the capacity to score uh, points, even with Chase being a little uh, banged up right now. Uh, this could be a, a shootout where uh, the Texans are forced to spread the ball and pass the ball, uh, which would, in my mind, only help uh, Tank Dell. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, jumping on the wagon. <clears throat> and I want that. That gave you a, That's going to be a fun game to watch. I think that's going to be a, a really entertaining football game. Armand, this feels like a throwback to when we used to do Armand's stream of the week, this one. I, I like it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear it. Yeah, you know what? And I, I was kind of inspired by it. And I was looking at the teams on by, and you got Mahomes, you got Stafford, you got Tua, you got Hertz. That's some pretty big star power in the QB department on by this week. And you know what? I'm saying it. I kind of like Josh Dobbs as our QB uh, for Minnesota. Um, he showed the ability to run the ball. He ran a touchdown in. And he threw a few uh, TDs as well. And you know what? Uh, I, I think he's now that he's got a full week of practice, he should be able to roll a little bit more, have a little bit more of the playbook under his belt to be able to do a little bit more offensively. And uh, looking forward to him uh, playing with better weapons than I think he's he's ever actually, when he's gotten a chance to play play with in his career. Um, so, uh, let's, let's give this guy a chance and let's see what he can do, uh, for Minnesota going for the rest of the season here. Miracle season for Minnesota. Woo! Maybe, maybe he might actually know more than two of his offensive linemen's names too. this upcoming week. <laughs> give him, <laughs> yeah. Give him, give him a chance. Maybe, maybe he knows his OC's name by now too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with this one's 
it's been an up and down season for Tyler Lockett. Uh, two weeks ago, he had a massive week. This past week, it was not great. It was not great for the entire Seattle offense. But uh, this one is a little bit of a situation where bye weeks are going to get you. So Tyler Lockett is still a good name, big name, <clears throat> and a lot of upside. But right now, you're looking at a team. Um, the Washington Commanders are third uh, for the most fantasy points given out to wide receivers, uh, averaging 27.9 fantasy points uh, per game. And uh, the Washington Commanders also, if you haven't for, if you for, forgot, <clears throat> got rid of their two star pass rushers. So they're, uh, they're going to have a little more time in the pocket, which is obviously very beneficial for Geno Smith, being able to get Tyler Lockett a little more op- uh, open in uh, those, you know, those crosser routes and those, his, his, one of his best abilities is finding the soft spots in the defense. So already giving up a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver position and then uh, giving more time in the pocket is going to be very beneficial to that Seattle offense. So I think Tyler Lockett is going to be a good play in this one with a, with a lot of upside. He's a, he's a name that, I'm going to want to have in a lot of, especially my DFS lineups where, you know, you're kind of swinging for the fences. You got uh, a lot of upside happening there with, uh, with Tyler Lockett. So um, going to our sits here, we have, I know it's, it's tough because of, uh, you know, bye week Sometimes we talk about names here that are, you know, we'd sit them, we'd sit them, but I mean, we're not saying, well, maybe we are. I don't know. I, I can't speak for all of us, but we're not saying just like outright, if you have this guy bench him because, you know, just bench him. You might be in a position where like, push comes to shove you might have to put somebody like this in your lineup but i think for the most part we have three guys here that um you know there's there's definitely reasons why we don't want them in our starting lineups and the first one we'll start with is zach here and and not only is there some reasons i think there's a lot of reasons why this guy shouldn't be in your starting lineup right now so so zach let's take it away well uh gabe davis has been a uh a real boomer bust uh wide receiver on this season He's had as many uh, finishes outside of the top 70 as he has had inside of the top 20. Um, last week, uh, the past two weeks, I should say, you know, perfect examples. Uh, this season, two targets, no receptions for uh, zero fantasy points. And then uh, the week before against Tampa, uh, 12 targets, nine receptions. Uh, good for a, a top 10 uh, finish on the season. Uh, this week, though, going against Denver, um, you could maybe pr- look at having a, a bounce back week uh, going against the passing, a middle of the road passing defense. However, I would caution you. Um, it looked like against, uh, I guess, on Sunday that Davis was potentially surpassed by both Kincaid and uh, Cahill Shakir, uh, the slot receiver for the Bills. And also with that Denver offense and that Denver defense uh, struggling at times, there could be a situation where where Buffalo doesn't need to pass the ball. They could just rely on that ground game to to finish that second half. Yeah, it's... uh a lot of a lot of good points there in the fact that you just can't you just can't trust him that's not a guy that you can trust it's a it's a hope and a prayer if you're if you're putting him in your lineups uh armand this one there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't play this player but it takes a lot of gusto to put a guy with his name value on the bench but i think like i said there's a lot of reasons why you're you probably if you have the chance you shouldn't be playing this guy yeah and that's that's to say like 
you're not going to sit them in every league. So just take this with a grain of salt guys. And that like, look at your, your roster and, and see if you can manage to sit them because like, he's, he's not going to boom this week. That's for darn sure. And that's Saquon Barkley against Dallas. And last time they played Dallas, he only put up 7.8 fantasy points. He was RB 32 on that week. And you look at him coming up against Dallas here. They're going to be fired up trying to bounce back from that loss to Philly um division rivals they're gonna want to lay the wood to to new york and new york is is hurting right now and hurting pretty bad and i i don't see see them doing anything positive against dallas so uh even though saquon might uh get a decent amount of touches they're not going to be efficient and uh he's probably going to struggle on that dallas defense is for real and they're they're gonna they're gonna make life hard on saquon and make it and force uh, the Giants to beat them with other guys instead of Saquon. That game is going to be ugly, like ugly, ugly. The only way Saquon has a decent week is if he snaps off a 60-yarder, like somehow is just out-athletes the, the the defense. Like there's yeah, there's just not a lot of, like in, in full reality, there's just not a, not a lot of opportunities for him to be successful. Yeah, like it's gonna have to be like a beast mode, Derrick Henry yeah. rumble of some sort. They're gonna load the to crap out of the box. Deal. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's just so unlikely. And it's like I said, it's a huge name. That's a huge name. First round pick, probably second round pick, most most likely second round pick. And you're benching him because not only he's got a bad matchup, but good luck naming their starting quarterback right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, you're, you're Saquon not... will be their starting QB yeah, in Wildcat. Wildcat. <laughs> um, last week, basically, you could take what I said last week for my set of the week and replay it for this upcoming week. <clears throat> it's the New Orleans Saints defense. Like it's it's very 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 good. They're one of the top run defenses, um, averaging only twelve point six fantasy points to the running back position. They've only given up three touchdowns to the RB all season, which is like very 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 impressive. Um, so I'm sitting Alexander Madison last week. It was, uh, I think it was Deontay Foreman. Um, it was like whoever it was, I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember who it was, but it was a, regardless, it was against the New Orleans Saints defense. And I'm for the same argument, I'm doing it again. Um, but I'm going to go in a little bit deeper here because now I think a lot of people are going to feel almost pressured or at least like super intrigued in playing Alexander Madison because of Cam Akers going down to injury saying, Oh, well, now he's not going to be splitting touches without with Cam Akers. He's going to be a workhorse. He's going to have a lot more opportunities. He should be really good. But go back to the previous like couple of weeks before Cam Akers showed up there. He was the workhorse. He was the only guy. There was nobody else there to try and take away touches. And he got 11.9 fantasy points in week one. Okay, well, it's because he got a touchdown. Take away that one touchdown. You're looking at like a, a four or five point week. Philadelphia got three fantasy points. Then the next week against the Chargers, he had a really good week, but the Chargers just give up a lot of fantasy points, especially to the running back. Uh, I think, well, especially to the wide receivers, they just give up a lot of fantasy points in general. Like the Chargers, they <laughs> their their defense was a very, especially early in the year, was not stout whatsoever. Then you're looking at Carolina. Um, in that Carolina game, you got ten fantasy points, so good, not great. Then another week against KC was like saved by a touchdown. Uh, the Chicago one, nine points, five points, three points. And this past week against Atlanta, you got 16.3 fantasy points. A touchdown in there helps get it up there. But against the team of Atlanta, that gives up a lot of fantasy points to the running back position. So 
we're in a position we're in a position where people are going to say he's the workhorse he's you know where the, the offense hasn't been as bad now especially with Dobbs in there it actually wasn't really bad like it could have gone really bad but it wasn't they beat Atlanta it, it's good it's a good position for Madison to be in but the the run defense of, of New Orleans Saints is very very good and um you just go back and look at the previous stats unless he gets a touchdown you're gonna be very very disappointed he can get you a touchdown get you 10 points and that's maybe the safe amount of 10 points you need for the week. But that's a sketchy 10 points because you're banking on a TD and a team that's only given up three touchdowns to the uh, running back position all, all season. So it's very sketchy, real sketchy. Um, I, I wouldn't be real comfortable starting that one. Actually, you know what? I'm, I wouldn't be comfortable whatsoever. Uh, I know Armo wants to start Dobbs. But I think in that sense, they're, uh, you look at the statistics, they're going to have to move the ball through the air against that defense just because they are very stout and, and have been very, very effective against uh, the running back position. Yeah, your your argument to Sid Madison kind of helps my argument to start Dobbs this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll go find Jordan Addison, try and buy him cheap and fire him up, I guess, is maybe what we're trying to say here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anything to add here, fellas? We uh, we're wrapping up episode one of three. We're through week ten here. Um, well, one month away, we're gonna be starting. Uh, we're gonna be starting fantasy playoffs, which is hard to believe. Um, Armand, I thought you had me this past week in the dynasty league. I was gonna be real oh. upset and real bitter in this upcoming episode here recording, but uh, the dream's still alive here. We're we're still, we're still fighting the good fight. Yeah, I was a bit sad. CD Lamb and Derrick Henry saved you. Oh, I, I was in trouble early too because uh, like, well, I had the Tua that was terrible. I had uh, Travis Kelsey that was real bad. I was I was sweating. I was sweating big time. But uh, <laughs> sometimes you gotta be uh, you gotta be lucky. You gotta be was you gotta be good to be lucky. And I don't know. I got real real lucky this week. So yeah. But um, well, episode one hundred three in the books here. Uh, we got episode one hundred four coming up next week. Uh, hopefully you survive this uh, really, really tough bye week here with a lot of fantasy options on on the bench. Um, this, this, this is the type of week where it's a lot of fun because those those random scrubs that you can get off the waiver wire to just patch the holes <laughs> can win you weeks. You got to ride that roller coaster like Armin did on the Monday nighter where, you, where your defense spontaneously gets you 26 <laughs> points and, and wins you a week. So um, good luck this one, everybody, on behalf of uh, Zach, Armin, and myself. Uh, thank you for listening to the uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you for listening to Episode 103. Uh, good luck in your matchups this upcoming week, everybody. Take care, and uh, and let's talk soon. <laughs>